0: Hello, and welcome to this new edition of the Fuji podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about Java EVX, the framework for building user interface applications with pure Java.
1: Welcome to the Fuji podcast, all your news about OpenJDK.
0: Java Vix was introduced by Sun Microsystems in May 2007 and provides a platform for desktop, mobile and embedded applications built on Java. Libraries and software are available for the complete lifecycle of an application to run from a single code base on Windows, macOS, Linux, Android and iOS. JavaVix was originally part of the JDK, the Java Development Kit, and became a standalone technology in 2018. The development is a joint effort between Oracle, Gluon, a small Belgian-based company, and the community. Let's talk about the JavaFX framework itself, but also about the libraries and applications that are built with it.
1: My name is Gail Anderson. Uh, I'm a Java champion. I've been involved with JavaFX since its original release. With Paul Anderson, we wrote Essential JavaFX, which was commissioned by Sun, and it covers uh JavaFX scripting, which is JavaFX 1, uh, no longer relevant. But more recently, I contributed chapters to the Definitive Guide to Modern Java Clients with JavaFX 17, with also Johan. I specialize in creating JavaFX mobile applications for iOS and Android using the same source code. Uh, With Paul, we co-founded Anderson Software Group, which is a training company specializing in Java, JavaFX, and other programming languages and technologies.
2: My name is uh, Dirk Lermermann. I'm an independent Java slash JavaFX consultant based in Zurich. And I've been working with UI technologies ever since I started my professional career in 95 with AWT, then Swing, moving over to JavaFX in 2013. I really like to write open source libraries and publish them on GitHub. And obviously on Maven Central, uh, things like PDF PDFFX, a lot of projects that end with FX. And I also developed a commercial framework called FX for planning and scheduling applications. And I'm also, um, well, I'm wearing many hats, but I'm also part of a startup in, in London where we try to come up with a CRM solution for the energy market in the UK. And I'm also a Java champion.
3: I'm Johan Voss. I'm also a Java champion. I started to work with uh, Java in um, 1995 when it uh, got started. And um, I contributed to the to the Linux port, which was a community uh, effort. And that um, brought me in a tradition of uh, fixing stuff that the big companies don't want to fix, um, which is somehow how I got involved in uh, Java as well. I'm currently the co-lead of uh, the OpenJFX project where the JavaFX specifications are um, created. And um, I co-founded the uh, small company Gluon um, in order to support JavaFX for the wider community um, where we make sure that um, JavaFX works fine on uh, desktop, mobile, and embedded, and where we provide uh, commercial support. And we have some uh, uh, JavaFX-based frameworks as well. And mainly the the mission is to to drive JavaFX to make clear to the Java developers that JavaFX is very relevant and very suitable for many client-based applications.
4: So my name is Pedro Duquevieira. I'm a freelance consultant. I'm a software engineer in the software design. I own a software consultancy company called uh, PixelDuke. It's a company specialized in the development of uh, beautiful, usable and well-functioning graphical applications. Uh, Besides providing software development services, it also provides user interface design and user experience services. Um, I sometimes join a team of developers, but sometimes I also do the development of the application myself. Uh, regarding Javafx, uh, I've been using it professionally since its very first beta version. Uh, like uh, Gail mentioned, uh, uh, the first versions used the uh, Javafx script. Um, and uh, I, at the time, I created a component that allowed to integrate uh, Javafx scene into a swing application, which wasn't possible at the time with Javafx. And I published in Javafx. I've developed a number of uh, applications in, in Javafx uh some of these work for very high profile companies uh i'm currently finishing up an application for a, a fortune 500 company but uh, unfortunately i wasn't cle- uh, clear to talk about it i also contribute to open source i have a number of JavaFX libraries which i develop in my spare time
0: and i'm frank De porta i used to develop java and java Vic stuff but since uh, this summer i'm a technical writer at azul and out of interest, I'm making this podcast and and talking like to people like you uh, about all these amazing technology. Now, uh, Johan uh, maybe start with you. You are uh, the co lead of Open Can you g- give us some information insights about the state of the Java Vix project itself?
3: Java Fx is a bit uh, um, a strange project inside the Java community um, because it used to be not a part of uh, JDK, then it was part of JDK, then it was not part again, and now it can be downloaded again. So it's it's a sometimes confusing uh, history. Who is actually uh, working on JavaX? Well, let's start from the beginning. As you mentioned, it was uh, um, released in 2007 uh, by Sun Microsystems uh, as the uh, successor of the F3 project. The goal was to create a new uh, language for uh, client development uh, and user interface development uh, in particular uh, with Java, because Swing and AWT were created a long, long time ago and the graphical world um, did uh, evolve a lot. So, Java was created by Sun engineers uh, and maintained originally by Sun engineers to have an answer uh, for uh, java uh, on the client and making it uh, relevant on the client uh, again actually java originated on the client and so uh, java x was the logical component of the java ecosystem to work on client systems sun was uh, uh, developing it uh, after oracle took over it was uh, oracle that was mainly contributing to it and uh, when java x was made open source everyone could join but the the hurdle in those projects uh, was very, very high to get started. And I was originally looking mainly at Java Vex on uh, mobile and embedded. And especially when support for Java Vex uh, mobile was dropped uh, by Oracle a long time ago, I continued working on it. And that's when I uh, uh, co-founded Gluon. So we had uh, Java Vex working on uh, iOS and Android uh, devices. Now, Oracle went one step further and uh, did not only drop um, JavaFX Mobile, but they dropped the JavaFX marketing and evangelization. That was a major issue uh, for the image of JavaFX, but it's important to mention that Oracle did not completely drop JavaFX on the desktop. Oracle has always been a very great contributor to the OpenJFX codebase. Even though the headcount uh, was reduced drastically, the quality was still very, very high. And I think that is really important to mention that the people contributing to OpenJFx have really high standards. When Oracle reduced headcount, I was asked to step up as being the co-lead of OpenJFx and to be more involved in the uh, JavaFX core development. One of the things that I really wanted to do is to make OpenJFx development more accessible to a wider community. So we were the first OpenJDK project who moved to GitHub. That lowered the barrier for contributors to contribute to OpenJFx. Uh, and what we saw over the past five years is that more individuals started to contribute to OpenJFx. So today, JavaVEX is mainly developed by uh, people from Oracle and Gluon, but uh, definitely also by many other individuals or small uh, companies. It's pretty interesting to see that this is indeed small companies that are uh, contributing. It's sometimes annoying because the big companies are um, not really contributing, mainly because of stupid political decisions and history. But it's great to see open source contributors from different backgrounds contributing to, to OpenJFX. It doesn't make the life of a, uh, of a project lead uh, uh, easier because we see that there are so many different uh, angles that people can can look at. People with different backgrounds, scientific, uh, medical, uh, financial, um, or business oriented, and so have their own view on how Java actually evolves. So, and we have contributors in all those uh, areas. So, that is who is working on uh, uh, Java FX.
0: If you look at the releases, so since a few years, Java FX is also following the same cycle of releases like Java itself. So, every six months, there is a release. Java FX has the same version number as Java. Does that mean that? there are also that many new features introduced or is it bug fixes or what should we see between these versions?
3: Yeah, in this area, we uh, completely follow the uh, procedures that are also used by OpenJDK, so by the Java development kit itself. Sometimes a feature takes much more time to implement and to be tested than you originally thought. So then you have two options. One is you go for feature-based releases And that means that you can say in advance, uh, when we release Java VEX version whatever, it will include this, but we can't say when it will be released. The second option is you go for time-based releases, and then we can say in advance, Java VEX 20, for example, will be released in March 2023, guaranteed, but we cannot say what will be in there. Mm -hmm. You can combine both, but then you cannot guarantee the quality. We choose for train releases, where it's very predictable when the next release is going to be released. But it's not predictable what exactly will be in the release. We find that for most developers and uh, library maintainers and users, it's more important to have uh, predictable release dates. It's also what, for example, um, Ubuntu and uh, other Linux distributions are doing. You know when there is going to be a release release. And if a feature doesn't make it for that release, it can always go in the, in, uh, in the next release. We didn't have to follow the OpenJDK release cadence, but it totally makes sense. And it also makes it easier for Java Vex developers. They know that they can align the Java Vex releases with the JDK releases. Although, technically, Java Vex does not require the latest Java. can still run Java VEX uh, 19 on uh, Java uh, 11 and so
0: yeah, I'm impressed with, with the evolution that Java has done and also Java VIX with this new release cycle. Eh? Every six months it's released and new features coming in and evaluation features. So it's it's a really great approach, in my opinion. You were mentioning Swing as an earlier technology. Uh, Pedro, you were mentioning that you made something to combine Java VIX and Swing. Um, maybe you can compare these
4: technologies? JFX uses a SYNGraph. Whereas uh, Swing, uh, it was immediate mode rendering. So you had to take care of clearing the, the screen and uh, doing the repaint. Where in JavaFX, you kind of like declare what you have in your scene. And JavaFX takes cl- care of the repaint cycle. There's also FXML, which you didn't have in, uh, in Swing, for instance. It's an XML-like language uh, that you can use to describe your scene. I'd say like HTML to the web. Then you have things like you have an application that's called Scene Builder. It's like a drag and drop application. What you see is what you get, where you drag and drop controls and you create your uh, UI there in a more easier uh, fashion. The FXML parser will create the controls and the objects from the JavaFX SDK uh, and create your UI based on what you have described in your fxml files but you don't have to use fxml it's it's an option but i think most applications use it you also have css that you didn't have in swing very similar to web css where you can uh, style your application using only uh, css and there's um, a css engine that uh, parses your style sheets and uh, styles the application there's also an advantage of that there's a library called CSSFX. With CSSFX, you can change the style sheet live and you can see the changes uh, while the application is running, which is uh, very good because it uh, reduces the, the the time you you need to to tweak the the UI. There's things like uh, 3D which you didn't have in Swing, uh 3D rendering. There's a video control that allows you to play video that you didn't have in Swing. There's an an audio control to play audio. You can also do immediate rendering, like in Swing. There's a canvas node that you can use to do that. And yeah, and and I think there's more controls, I think, also.
0: So there were different um, UI tools within Java. There was uh, Swing, AVT, uh, JavaFix. How are they all maintained? Are they all alive still, or is java VIX now the way to go
1: As a programmer I would say JavaFX is the way to go As I understand it Oracle is not enhancing Swing at all it's it still provides it as part of the JDK but it just does fixes where need to and it doesn't enhance it so if you want a modern UI you really need to go with JavaFX plus uh JavaFX you can use in the mobile and embedded environment
0: Yeah, and that's a topic I want to come to with you, Gail. Uh, You wrote a blog post or a series of blog posts actually on Fuji as one example only, the Wordish application, so to play a game, which is a five-part series, I think, about the whole (laughs) process of of building an app, uh, which is a great way to get into this technology and and how to use it. Uh, Can you give more insight in in this series of posts?
1: As you mentioned, I did two series. The first one was a game Called Tilt Maze. And the reason I chose that game, it's based on a game that you can buy that's a wooden box that allows you to control a rolling ball through a maze. And I did it because I wanted to prove to myself how uh, portable the accessing hardware sensors on various devices were. So the accelerometer on your phone device, you can take readings. I took readings in an animation loop that controlled a rolling ball. So in that series, I detailed in very, very minute steps how you write an application, get it on various phones, both Android and iOS, and then get it into the App Store. And the game itself was pretty small in terms of JavaFX code. So for the Wordish Example, it was more about JavaFX. And as I wrote, I was playing Wordle myself, which is a game in the New York Times. And as I was playing it, I said, Oh, this would be a great example for JavaFX because it, it uses animation, specialized controls. It has a little bit of uh, algorithm stuff about how you determine what the letters are. And so in doing the implementation, I actually use new stuff. I had listened to a series of blog posts by Jose Palmad on using streams and records, and I said, okay, I'm going to do that. And then I realized that I could use uh, CSS pseudo classes for controlling the look of the the different controls based on properties. And that turned out to be uh, a really nice example in that. So all these Things just appeared. I didn't know ahead of time what I was going to run into. So I would say it's a it's a tutorial based series of articles on using JavaFX in either a mobile or desktop environment.
0: It has some very neat examples with how you animate these these letters if they turn and and how they animate. So yeah, it's it's really impressive. What I love. About Java is that you can do amazing things with only a few lines of code, and that's again what you uh, also show in these uh, in these examples. Back to you, Pedro. You also have this uh, cat application, uh, which is uh, documented on Fuji. Can you talk a bit about this because it looks pretty complex? It's a whole building, and then measuring the different spaces in this building. What does it actually do?
4: So it's like uh, uh, like a bit like AutoCAD but it's used specifically for me- measuring the energy efficiency of buildings. The target audience in this application was Australia, but I'm sure it can be retrofitted to be used elsewhere. It was like a, a, like AutoCAD, you could build a building, change the, the materials, create your own materials. You, you would uh, create the walls, the, the windows, the openings, ceilings, the floors and set the materials that each uh, each thing had and this would influence the the energy efficiency of the building
0: in the notes with this podcast i will also add the links to all these articles uh so that uh, the listeners can easily find them back because yeah some of these applications are, are really impressive uh, i think the same goes for you dirk uh, you built these kind of applications uh the whole day there are some very impressive uh, videos online with also your flex uh, charts and, and stuff like that uh, what what kind of applications do you build uh, for your customers
2: all kinds of different domains really the planning and scheduling applications they were used for example for emirate airlines where they try to optimize the, the the schedule of their aircraft Another comp- uh, customer of mine that produced manufacturing execution systems, where they schedule the machines in and in, in a factory, and they try to optimize that. Flexcan FX was also used for architecture offices, where they allocated people to projects. So it's it's, it's very very different and actually quite wonderful because it shows you how you can un- end up in all kinds of different domains. When you're in software engineering and you learn a little bit about this and that that's what makes this job so exciting right yeah and all these different projects that i did that's uh all of those they went into this uh, real world applications um, talk that i gave at various conferences and that you can also find on the jfx central website um that i guess you want me to talk about now too
0: definitely <laughs> so <laughs> uh, since a uh, short time yeah. i'm I'm contributing to this website with the links of the week but the website was Obviously. already there for quite some time yeah. and it's actually should we call it a showcase for java fix
2: absolutely yeah it was created because JavaFX was lacking a home on the web you know a single point of entry where interested parties could quickly find out more about the entire JavaFX ecosystem okay. without having to search for all the pieces all over the web. And and a lot of people talked about this very often. You can find it in many uh, forums that people complained that other languages had this single point of entry. You know, you go there. And then you find out everything that there is to know about programming language, the entire ecosystem. I think a lot of people hope that maybe Oracle would provide something like that, but because you know, yeah, yeah, uh, we, we know what happens. They never that never happened. They have tons of, or they had, well, they still have tons of tutorials on their website, but not really a place where when you are new, um, you find out not only how to code this, but also what is out there, what can I use? I I wanted to change that, so I started by having a page on my website, dlsc.com, my company website. It's a little shameless plug here, (laughs) dlsc.com. And uh, I had a little page there uh, where I collected various links related to JavaFX stuff. Um, A lot of people do similar stuff for... Other technologies, and um, then I also saw a GitHub repository. I think it was called Awesome FX, uh, that also had this curated list of uh, JavaFX uh, resources, and that, that was pretty cool. And then I kind of gave up on my links because, okay, this guy is already doing all of that, um, and I really like the idea of having such a curated list of resources but I thought that it should be presented in a more attractive way, you know, in a way that reflects our domain UI development. So I really wanted to see this stuff inside a rich user interface, okay? Uh, So eat your own dog food kind of thing. Okay, so I thought that it would make a lot of sense to have a, a dedicated website to showcase JavaFX and to also use JavaFX itself to create this website. And thanks to JPRO and and their technology and all the support that I got from Florian and we were able to finally come up with a website and publish it all online. And uh, the data for the website, that's actually coming from a public uh, GitHub repository. So whoever wants to can contribute and they can add their own library, their own products and their own real-world applications if they want to. And that's probably one of the most important sections on JFX Central the real world apps, because I frequently meet people that say they really want to use JavaFX, but they need to convince their managers that this is a good technology and that that there are actually people out there using it. Because most of the applications developed with JavaFX, they're you know behind company uh, walls, and people cannot talk about it like Petro. You know, you cannot talk about that. Fortune 500 companies somewhere in the U.S. And I have a couple of projects that I also cannot talk about, but I always try to make companies talk about their projects because it, I think it's it's important. So this section on JFX Central, you know, it's a big catalog of, I don't know how many now, 20-plus real-world applications with tons of screenshots. And now people can go there and they can point their managers to it and they can say, well, look, these guys did it. They created you know, space exploration software with it on MES or a PPS system, or I don't know what. Okay. So it's it's all in there. I hope that makes life easier for potential JavaFX developers.
0: And for Java VIX developers, there's also the list of libraries. A lot of them are from yeah. Pedro and, yeah. and, and, and other contributors. So people who have made Java VIX library can just add yeah. it. As you say, it's another GitHub project where you can just yeah. add. add
2: and, and it has a gateway also to the OpenJFX project. So uh, people get in, can easily get in touch with that. They can realize, okay, there's... There's JavaFX, the product, but then there's OpenJFX, the project. And if they want to submit a bug uh, report, for example, there's a big red button right there. And if they want to know the the roadmap of JavaFX or OpenJFX, they can see all the pull requests that are in the pipeline they they can see which ones have been integrated which ones are waiting for reviews uh, and so on
0: we already mentioned that java vix applications run everywhere it's java right ones run everywhere now you mentioned uh that this is your website is also created with java vix and you're Mm -hmm. using uh, jpro to run it in the browser. Uh, I know that there are several projects ongoing to make Java VIX also a perfect companion for web apps. I think WebFX is another one. Uh, Johan, I think Gluon is also working in this topic.
3: We worked really with uh, um, Jaroslav Turek from uh, um, used to work for the Oracle apps on uh, Corvium. And so uh, he has a project uh, um, back to browser which is sort of transpired from uh, Java bytecode to JavaScript. And uh, there we uh, added a renderer. So we created a a, a Java VEX pipeline that uh, um, uses WebGL to uh, render the Java VEX code. And there are a bunch of other um, initiatives. From a technical point, it's not extremely complicated. It's it's not rocket science. So you need two things first, um, be able to run the Java code, uh, in a browser, as a JavaScripter, uh, enough transparent for that. And the second is you need to to have a pipeline that uh, renders uh, in such a web uh, uh, browser, and that um, and there, I think the the, the WebGL in combination with uh, um, uh, to browser is uh, is a great choice. What I see as a main obstacle there is that it is pretty hard already to explain to people that um, Java works on mobile and embedded it's even harder to explain to people that you can also use real native Java code on the web because then people are saying, yeah, but there are tons of web frameworks. And I honestly think that um, JavaFX is a really great choice for creating web applications, especially because those um, 12 million Java developers can use their uh, favorite Java language to create web uh, pages and they don't have to, learn HTML or um, write some uh, JavaScript uh, uh, hacks. It's really um, very well um, possible to do that, and I highly recommend it. The main issue that I see with it is the image of the uh, industry. And um, Java is um, unfortunately way too often associated with cloud-only, cloud-native development. That's, of course, because that's where most of the money uh, is and Java is, uh, is, is great in this area. Most of the eyes of Java, and especially the marketing budgets in the bigger companies go to this cloud space. The client space is less attractive uh, from a revenue point. Well, at least if you look at the client only, but what um, other companies have is they have a client technology that then feeds into their cloud services. So this is also something that we do with Gloom or with CloudLink, where you can link your JavaFX application to to cloud software. But because Oracle is really mainly only interested in databases, uh, cloud applications, what we see in the number of contributors is that um, there are many um, individuals that by the JavaFX applications in their spare time and because they technically really like it. But when I talk to those uh, contributors and ask, do you also use this in your company? Then the answer is often, no, I can't convince my manager uh, to do this. And I think therefore, initiatives like JFX Central are extremely important because other client technologies have a broader community with um, very often um, uh, developer advocates. And so paid by the big companies who have their client product tied to their cloud. And Java Vex does not have that one. Java Vex does not have a big company that's behind it. And that's one of the strengths because Java Vex is independent from big companies. But it also means that um, we have to do the marketing ourselves. And that is one of the hard parts. And that is also why it's so hard convincing people that Java Vex is really great on the web. And I'm ex- i extremely grateful to all these um, people who uh, write blog posts, tutorials, um, and um, and spread the word about uh, Java um, Because from a technical point, we can uh, have the best technology. But if people um, are not spreading that uh, word, then it's not going to happen because there's, there's no big company behind it.
0: And to add to that story, you mentioned it's sometimes a developer in his spare time doing something. I had this, uh, this wonderful discussion with uh, Sean Phillips, who created 3D visualization tool uh, for a lot of data based on machine learning and brain experiments, very amazing stuff. And he indeed created more in his spare time than in his professional time, a tool to visualize his data fully using Uh, Java and Java VIX, Uh, we made together a blog post on fuji so I will also add a link to that with with the videos and indeed the things you can build with Java and Java VIX are are really impressive. eh? If we go back to the libraries, some of those published on JVix Central are from you Pedro. Can you give some info about some of these libraries that you created?
4: That's JMetro, which is a JavaFX team it's inspired but it's not a copy of microsoft's fluent design system it also adds uh, functionality to existing controls without creating any coupling by leveraging the fx skins library which is another library i've i've created and published uh, this fx skins library leverages the the mvc architecture that is present in all controls of javafx the view and the controller are separated from the model Uh, developers usually only interact with the model part of a control. Uh, FX Skins replaces the view part and the controller part of the controls, uh, and the developer won't need to change one line of code. This is done through a style sheet. These skins will add more functionality to the controls using your applications. For example, there's a a slider skin that that FX Skins provides that uh, when the user uh, presses and moves the thumb of a slider. It will show a pop-up with uh, the exact value that the slider has, with an animation. And it also uh, shows a fill color between the start of the slider track and the and the thumb. Also, it adds uh, new C- CSS properties to each control that so you can uh, further tweak uh, each C- each JFX control through these CSS properties. For instance, you can tweak the the animations that uh, these new skins provide. So other control, other libraries that I created, I created also FX Ribbon, which is a ribbon control for JavaFX. It's based on the Microsoft ribbon that you can see on Word, uh, Excel, uh, but also on uh, other. Uh, Microsoft applications like uh, Windows Explorer, Microsoft Paint, etc. I think this is a control that can be used to simplify complex user interfaces that have a significant number of commands. There's also FS, FX charts, which adds some uh, functionality to... and and the chart to JavaFX. And finally, there's uh, what I already mentioned, uh, a control called JX scene, which allowed to integrate... Uh, a JavaFX scene in a Swing application in the first versions of JavaFX, but now it's become obsolete because JavaFX already provides right now that that control.
0: What I find amazing about these libraries is most of the time the developer made it because he needed it himself but took the time to really publish it make it available to everyone and make make a maven uh, artifact of it i really like also the work of garrett grunwald who is also one of these java vix experts so he also created these charts and then the tiles fx I use the whole time for dashboard-like applications. Uh, Dirk, are there other ones you want to highlight of the many, many lists of Uh, uh, libraries?
2: Yeah, there are so many, and (laughs) JavaFX has been around for for a while, and people uh, contributed a lot. And um, I also always try to make it a habit that when I have a customer project and they want a specific feature, Just like recently, you know, my customer wanted to have a notification UI that looked like what Apple is doing, you know, when these things slide in, you have a new email and then they get stacked on top of each other and you can expand them. And uh, if there are too many, then you can switch. Well, that's actually not an Apple feature. That's a feature that I put in there. But I I had to come up with this little mini framework. And uh, those are always the moments when I tell myself, "Okay, this should really be in a library and this will be useful for other people. And then I talk to my customers and I try to convince them that it makes sense to make this an open source control because then you know other people will contribute to it they will find bugs that they haven't run into yet uh, but they will do them the um, the favor of finding them for them and hopefully they will also fix them so some of the projects that i'm maintaining they've seen quite a few um contributions from other people like preferences fx or workbench fx and forms fx they have been around for some time now and 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 that's another thing i noticed you know once you have released a library like this it it takes sometimes it takes ages before people actually come back to you and contribute something you know sometimes at the end of their project like oh uh, we still have all this stuff uh, well maybe we can we can contribute it back to this project and then they submit a pull request so what i'm trying to say is when you when you publish a project a library don't expect people to contribute immediately sometimes it takes a long time you have to be you have to be patient. And uh, when they do, then, then be happy because they did some work for you. And Not. also, especially calendar effects, for example, that's a huge framework. And there are a lot of projects that need a calendar UI. So there have been a lot of uh, pull requests and contributions from other people. I really like that.
0: Now, if you go back to uh, mobile, uh, Gail, you talked about this. So... I think most people know that Java VIX is a tool to build user interfaces, uh, desktop applications, Mm -hmm. but you actually made some smartphone applications. There are also some Gluon libraries involved there. What did you use? Uh, You mentioned uh, playing a game with rotating your phone. Uh, Was that using some Gluon tools?
1: The process of creating a mobile app, Gluon provides the structure for doing that. And when I tell people, how to start, I push them over to the Gluon start gluon dot page where you can choose the features that you would want in a mobile application. I've used them and they're really, really powerful. They have done controls that are skinned specifically for the mobile environment. And the couple of applications that I've done and put on the App Store are really simple but when you start building complex uh business applications for the phone you have to deal with um multiple views and so they have a lot of libraries that you can use to help control a, you know the flow of an application going from one view to another several years ago and i haven't updated this application but i did it again as a as an example i did a a blood pressure application where you could input your systolic and disystolic and pulse, and display that in Gluon's charmless view, which lets you put in icons and calendars. And and then from there, you can edit and add applications. So it goes to an edit add screen. And from there, you can also go to visualize the data. So we use JavaFX charts, but then also bar charts for averages and minimums and maximums. Gluon provides a library where you can use the minimalist dependency injection called Afterburner. And I have found that to be really nice in just making your application uh, more succinct. All of this works because Gluon has used the GraalVM Community Edition JDK to produce the uh, native images. And they do this with a product called Gluon Substrate, which pulls together all the native libraries that you need, for example, for an iOS application. That to me was a using the Graal, being able to use the Graal VM and the work that Gluon did with the Substrate uh, Maven plugin was a big step in my view in making mobile application development much simpler, more powerful. Performance is great, size is reasonable. So, um, to me, it was a big step. And I've just kind of noticed that JavaFX seems to be just getting more buzz, more views on Twitter, and more talk. And I think it's it's um, there's a lot of people out in the community that are talking about JavaFX, using JavaFX. So, I I really credit that workflow of going to start.gluon.io and beginning your Maven application, but being able to use GraalVM and Gluon Substrate to build a native packaged application. So thank you, Gluon.
0: I've not done a lot of JavaScript development myself. What I know of all these frameworks and, and that there is a very big evolution in all these, there's not a lot of stability Uh, There are new Java frameworks popping up and and disappearing. Can we say that Java, Java VIX is a lot more stable and will help developers to keep maintaining and and extending their application over many years compared to JavaScript? Is there any one of you who dares to stand up against uh, JavaScript? And we have a guest who joined a bit late. Hello, uh, Sean Phillips.
5: Hi. Yeah, I would love to stand up against it. And I'm not against it in general, but I I can answer your question right now. It's not that JavaFX is stable. It is. It's that Java is stable. When you build a house on a strong foundation, you have a strong house. JavaScript is not built on a strong foundation. Excuse me, the UI frameworks that that utilize JavaScript are inherently built on, well, flimsy foundation. And so what I see is a lot of people trying to reinvent better and better ways to work around a problem the problem being the technology in, in general and some of these some of these methods that they 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 they, they build they're they're they work right they do work but it, it it should be a it should be a red flag as a software engineer as an engineer in general when your solution if you're building up a capability that works around a problem that's inherent with your system like that's probably not the right way to do it whereas in Java it isn't so much we're working around problems. We're finding the best way to solve the problem given the given the, the capability that we have. I use the house analogy. When people say, "Well, you're, what are you going to do? Use Java for everything?" Well, no, because you know, if I if I want to build a birdhouse, I should probably use a hammer. If I want to build a big boy house, I'm going to use a nail gun. You know what I mean? And so you can use your imagination as to what which tool Java is versus JavaScript. So I'm very opinionated on these things. <laughs>
0: As you uh, joined a bit later, Sean, can you
5: introduce yourself? Sean Phillips is the full name. I am a software engineer at the Johns Hopkins University Applied Physics Lab, and I am uh, near Washington, D.C. in the United States. Uh, My specialty is custom data visualization, and I work in a group that specializes in machine learning operations, uh, a little bit of cyber defense, and generalized data analysis capabilities. And to support that, we have a section in our group which focuses on advanced visualizations, and I'm the I'm the supervisor of that section. So our job is to produce visualizations that would be boutique, custom, data, data intensive, highly interactive. And so a lot of the tools that we develop, we use a variety of of technologies, uh, including web user interface uh, frameworks for certain aspects of it. We have many, many tools that we've developed over the past five to 10 years, including new tools being developed as we speak that are built using Java and uh, several of them, JavaFX.
0: I already mentioned a bit earlier that we just published on Fuji an article about the project that you're working on, Sean, to to visualize the... Um, data from a lot of different experiments, a lot of complex data from brain sensors and and, and, uh, machine learning models. Uh, We already discussed that uh, the Java VIX Worlds provides a lot of libraries. Now you built an amazing application, both using uh, existing libraries, then your own work to visualize this data. What is so great about, uh, you're actually using 3D even uh, in your tool. What is so great about Java and what it can do for you, for your use case?
5: The use case that you mentioned before, um, uh, that we had, that we are working on the published article for is, uh, for brain computer interfaces. And that that type of problem is is one of those classic dense data type problems where it's not obvious what what a solution is. It's not it's not obvious what's going right or what's going wrong with your setup. There's a there's calibration issues. Uh, there's it's a decoding problem. There is no closed form equation that can that gives you an answer there's no math that says, yay, verily, this is, this is what is happening exactly right now. Uh, and so at the same time, you, you know, this isn't, this isn't crossing the street. It's not, it's very complex stuff. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm just the data viz guy learning from these people, these neuroscientists. So I want to say like, they're doing the real work. I'm just trying to give them tools that make their lives easier, but it's so, so critical. And, and, I have a point, why, why job effects for something like this? The amount of data that you have to process in in, in, in a sort of um, non-obvious way and, and the, the pace that it's coming in with and the graphics that you would need to co- sort of invent in order to, it, these are not standard types of, of graphics to try to represent that information and then also provide interactivity and also have it perform well at speed. When you, when you start putting all these things together, it's not really a Java effects thing that you sh- you got to ask yourself. Now you got to start asking whether or not your tech stack is even appropriate. A lot of the uh, uh, initial experimentation that they have is done using like MATLAB, sometimes some Python scripts, and at first that 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 gets the job done. But these things are very slow. They're only good in small little bursts. They can only collect a little bit of data. There's no interaction, and so whenever something goes wrong, they can't even tell you. The, the neuroscientists often can't say. Why, why their decoder isn't working, this and that. Now they have ideas and and, and it, it has to do with with the complex process of decoding from a hyperdimensional input space down to a lower dimensional decision space. This is a human machine teaming problem, if you will. Human machine teaming is something that we worry about a lot here at where I work and also in, in just generally speaking in defense and in, in, in the civilian industries. Java as a technology platform just generally speaking, is well suited for all these things. And JavaFX as a rendering toolkit and as a visualization UI framework being built on top of Java and done so in a way that's very easy to use to do these types of things. It, you put these two things together and it, it is it is one of those perfect solutions. There are other tech stacks that would work. And I don't want to I'm not here to say that you can't do Oh, if you're going to do brain computer interfaces, you have to use Java and Java that. Of course that's false, but there's obviously a whole tier of technology stacks that just aren't going to cut it. They're just not going to cut it. The amount of work you'd have to put in the software development wise to get them even to the party would be way too much. The the tool that you saw, I developed in less than a year and it was part-time. I, you know, this, this, the, the, I've only had part-time funding to develop this. This is not my full-time job. I, I have other, I have other projects I can't talk about that I work on as <laughs> like, you know, like if my day is a pie, I have these many slices to work on. And that's actually, that's a testament to Java and Java that the fact that I was able, I'm able to pull these things together and make this fully functional tool that quickly. And it's not only is it usable in this, for this one, very, very uh, boutique situation, brain, computer interface calibration, but we're able to now, right now, we're able to reapply it to machine learning model, explainable AI. And all I had to do is make a few small tweaks to the interface, a few small tweaks to the data ingestion, and it just it just works. I don't, did I answer your question? Or go on? Was that a rant that I went on? I'm not sure.
0: That was a perfect answer. Okay. <laughs> and even that's even a, a perfect conclusion because we mentioned now all the different technologies. You you joined at the perfect time to. <laughs> <laughs> to to collect everything together that we uh, discussed is there anyone who wants to add something because this is the moment before we really close off
5: i want to thank everybody on this panel for everybody here has done something to make my life better or or easier or more fun I mean frank i mean, I, I just i just like chatting with the stuff about you so the fact that you reached out to me has made my life better right and obviously you know yeah. johan uh, with with gluon I, I wouldn't be here without the work that he's done and Dirk without your promotion and your and your you've been you've been pushing and driving this community and Gail I've been I've been interacting with you since before the JavaFX days actually with net being the NetBeans platform days right but right. in particular I want to thank Pedro because I use his CSS Styles and some of his other libraries in in that tool that you saw Trinity and everybody tells me how awesome it looks and they're always like what what's your CSS what's your CSS and I'm like I got you. I got you, fam. That's J Metro right there. And I, I say, you want darker light? He's got them both. I I promote your stuff so much. And I just want to say, I've never met you and thank you for, I've been using your styles and, 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 and and I've been using some of the other stuff you've, you've contributed to some other uh, libraries for the past well, since twenty, I think twenty fifteen is when I started using J Metro. I want to say some 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 form of it. And then when I changed jobs a few years back, I I, I kept the CSS with me. I, I left the code, but I kept the CSS. And then and then I've I've been adopting it from there.
4: <laughs> so thank you very much, man. I remember when you when you said that uh, you were building the, another application and and it used a small <laughs> a small library that I created, which was J Metro. I was really it was fantastic because having like an uh, having another application use even if uh, something little like um, like I've, I've built it was it was amazing. <laughs> so it's thanks, me. thank you to also for for uh, publicizing that you you were using JMetro. Although I, I'm sure you could have done it without, it, but uh, thanks.
5: It's really good. It's so good that other uh, JVM toolkits that use JavaFX have have started adopting it here. Uh, here's I'm putting in the chat a, a tweet. So we have another project and I can't share with you the screenshots because they haven't been publicly released. But this tweet is, of course, publicly available. It's a it's a tweet uh, that shows a picture from the White House during the the height of the covid pandemic uh, in 2020, uh, early 2021. And the the binders on the laps of the president in the House of Representatives and those people. This is a weekly briefing have charts that were produced by a Java based application that we built right down the hall. They they adopted your CSS after they saw it on all, on all my tools that I built. So so a JavaFX is used in the COVID against the fight against COVID. Okay, so right there, and two so is your CSS. So there, <laughs> I love this community.
0: So you just found out that your CSS library has been on the office uh, in the White House.
4: Well, yeah yeah well, the tool that produces the charts uses yeah. CSS. <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: yeah sure why not yeah sure but yeah, it was it's amazing to to know this as a library developer it's 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 amazing that to see uh, your library being used uh in other people's applications and applications like what Sean does the, the, he does some uh, really amazing applications like the the the, the NASA applications and uh, uh yeah it's it's, it's 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 it really motivates me and I uh, I'm sure Dark also has this feeling that yeah. it's great to see the, your work being used. Yeah. As a library developer, you should really
2: make it a habit to go to conferences every once in a while because that's when you run into people and then they see you in person and then they tell you, oh, by the way, I'm using your stuff, you know? So Sean, for example, I know he uses hidden sites pane from Controls of X the I love that line. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I know we talked about it when you get to Presentation with Diane, uh I don't know which, Java, which Oracle Code One or Java One. Yeah, back in the day, several years yeah. ago. But yeah, you told me that you were using that in and how grateful you were and that you didn't have to do this yourself. So and and that's always great. So go to conference people who develop libraries, you should all go to conferences and and, and meet your fans.
5: <laughs> there are more fans out there than we than we realize. Huh? There are so many people that are using Java and JavaFX and they're not vocal. Like, like, like a lot of people in other technology uh, arenas. And, and I used to wonder why, like, why isn't, why aren't more people more obnoxiously loud like me? And I realized (laughs) because they're all, they're all busy doing real work. They've got their heads down doing work. And they don't have time for a lot of the extra crap, like like the latest like blog article about how great some flavor of the month UI framework from the JavaScript land is, and and then that's when it occurred to me that like they these are the people that really really appreciate all the stuff that everybody does in the community. To so I don't know. I, I, I what I don't know is how do we how do we reach out to these people and get mm-hmm. you know like maybe stir up the the embers a little bit, you know.
0: It's something that johan mentioned before so javavix is really great we don't have that developer advocacy team around it
3: this is actually something that i'm facing every single day for the past five years uh, javavix and java in general uh, but let's talk about javavix and java on the client are considered to be great technologies. The number of people that, that tell me how, how how great JavaFX is and how much they love the work that uh, we do at on And so it's amazing. If you look at the contributors uh, to OpenJFX and to all the libraries, those are great people. And it's in such a big contrast with the marketing attention that JavaFX uh, gets. If you look at other client frameworks, they're marketing first. So there's some 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 creative person who has a great idea about uh, um, and they're thinking, they're probably brainstorming about names first and then maybe later the technology. Java is actually the opposite. It's really a technology engineering driven repository created by people who need it to fix real world problems. And therefore I'm extremely impressed by all the um, uh, scientific work and visualization that uh, Sean and 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 many others are, are doing. This is really what drives me because... Those applications are really making uh, the world better, and uh, I have a background in science myself, and I'm um, doing work with quantum computing. We also use JavaX to visualize uh, things. When I see how JavaX is used in uh, medical systems, healthcare uh, sciences, so this is really what uh, what motivates me. But it is it is very hard to keep talking about the relevance of uh, JavaX when you're in a world where um, cloud native advertisements, marketing-driven things are really what's high on the agenda and where the big money is. I really think that model needs to be changed somehow because um, great technologies like Java FX, which are uh, worse in uh, marketing uh, or negatively biased uh, in many projects, the number of times that uh, myself and probably everyone on this call here has to explain to uh, a manager, you should use JavaX for this because, and then you need to explain, you need to keep explaining. what if you would say, um, let's use uh, Flutter, it's from Google, so it must be great. OK, yeah, let's do that. But if you say, let's let's do vex oh, but Oracle killed JavaVax, didn't they do that? <laughs> so, so, so many um, existing um, UI frameworks have positive marketing from uh, a big company, and JavaX has negative marketing from a big company. So we have to fight that. And, and at the same time, we have to work on, on, on the code base, which is also extremely uh, complex and focused. And it does not it does not pay. I once talked to, to an Oracle VP about, uh, well, but uh, NASA is using uh, Java vex and, and he said, wait, NASA doesn't have money. So we are not interested uh, uh, in that. That needs to change because we really want Java X to be on the radar because not because... Um, I personally um, uh, have an affiliation with it, but because I strongly believe that with Java and vector, Java, we can um, improve uh, humanity a lot. That's my mission actually.
1: I have a question for Johan. Do you think the recent announcement from Oracle that they are offering JavaFX bits will improve the situation?
3: Well, at the very least, this will give me more time to write code because I now can easily refer to a tweet or uh, an Oracle website where they have the JDK bits instead of always keep uh, reiterating that JavaFX is not that. Now, it has to be said that Oracle, as I said before, um, always kept engineering resources on JavaFX. Great people, and I really like to work with them, especially Kevin Rushworth, who is uh, my colleague of uh, uh, OpenJFx, he's from Oracle, and he's a fantastic person to work with, extremely knowledge, knowledgeable, and uh, um, he has a great team. So from an uh, uh, engineering point, Oracle has been an excellent partner, and, and there are amazing team, uh, amazing people working in the uh, OpenJDK team. Um, but this now is, um, is finally, again, something from uh, uh, product management or whatever they call it at Oracle, where they publicly talk again about uh, JavaFX, and that will, Mm. I think, definitely help us. It's been a few years since they talked about it in public, and I think this should at least convince others that uh, JavaFX is still alive.
0: Okay, uh, maybe we can conclude with what we can expect in the next version or versions of JavaFX, Johan?
3: This is a question that I often get. And um, I try not to disappoint the audience, but one of the uh, major goals of uh, uh, OpenJFX is to provide a stable framework that others can use to to build on top of. So stability and making sure that we uh, support the latest operating system, the latest drivers, and uh, uh, everything that's under the hood, that is our core goal with OpenJFX. There are so many libraries out there and we want to, uh, we see ourselves as sort of contributors to those libraries, so we um, those libraries are um, often in dedicated areas. It's very hard to create a control that can be used in the same way across all the different verticals. So what we try to do with JavaFX is to provide the uh, the framework so that others can build on top of it. Don't expect extremely cool niche uh, features or controls to be in uh, OpenJFX directly. Um, but expect that from from libraries. And when it turns out that there's something very generic, then we can do it in uh, in OpenJFX. The main goal from OpenJFX is making sure that whatever those library creators uh, create can be used on all those devices that uh, support the JavaFX. And that means on desktop devices, but also mobile and on small embedded uh, devices. So that is where the strength, I believe, of uh, JavaFX is. Making sure that it renders, but also that it runs extremely performant and that it is uh, uh, on par with the, um, today's standard for uh, graphical frameworks.
0: And that brings us back to that strong foundations that Sean was talking about. That Java and JavaFix provide these strong foundations, and that amazing stuff can be built uh, on top of it. Okay. Thanks a lot, everyone. It was an amazing talk. I, again, learned a lot. I will make sure that we have all the links added to the show notes that people can visit all the amazing work that uh, we talk about. So thank you very much. First of all, of course, my guests of this episode and you for listening. Keep an eye on Fuji for future articles about development and everything related to the Java world.
4: Give me a foo, give me a J. Give me the friends
5: of OpenJDK.